everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grow Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure to welcome Eric Sun. Hey, Eric, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for being with me today. Of course. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Eric is here because um, he is a creative. And I know we haven't had a lot of creatives on, but this is going to be a good one because Eric is a freelance photographer that has started his own business. And I'm excited to hear um, his story today because, uh, well, actually, I'm not going to spoil anything. So uh, we'll let him tell you his story a little bit. Um, but before we get started on his actual story, Eric, can you tell us a little bit about what it is you do and maybe like what a typical day would look like for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm a freelance photographer, so I take pictures. Um, that's that's pretty much the sum of what I do. Um, the typical day for me, um, I mean, especially now because it's summer, is the busy season. So mm. I pretty much wake up early in the morning. I do a few shoots throughout the day. Uh, I come home um, sometimes like eight or 10 hours later, and then I start editing, you know, and then uh, I do it again the next day. So that's kind of what my day looks like. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, I mean, just from, okay. First question is, you said it's summer, so it's busier. Can I ask you why that is? Uh, yeah. Well, for one, uh, when it's winter, nobody wants to do photos outside. Because oh, <laughs> it's so cold. Right, um, right. But also um, the photography genres that I'm in. So I, I specialize now. Uh, in portraiture, so portraits, headshots, and real estate, mm. architectural design. So uh, most people in real estate, the market is really hot in the summer because school's out and people want to move before school starts. Um, and then so in the wintertime, the real estate definitely slows down quite a bit. And same with like a lot of development, same with a lot of, you know, stuff like that. Um, but also just for portraits and headshots, I think um, November and December, that's when businesses usually are trying to create a budget for next year. Mm. So they're not really spending money. Um, and then come like March, April, after first quarter, that's when businesses are starting to spend money again, you know, on marketing and like for their website, for social media, for all that stuff. Oh, interesting. So uh, the days that you're out for like eight hours for different shoots and stuff, like, um, I mean, is your clientele like, across the board or right now is it like mainly real estate uh so it's pretty so it's mostly real estate right now just okay. because you know the, the market season. is it's is insane ridiculous. the market right now is insane let's just right. be real <laughs> yes it is ridiculous especially for home first-time home buyers um but it's it's probably about like a 60 40 60 mm. real estate and 40 like everything else okay yeah. man those are long days yes <laughs> very much so yeah I mean so like our okay so you get to a house let's say okay, I'm just gonna use real estate for an example sure, you yeah. get to a house how long does one house take to get all the shots you need uh well since I've been doing it for a while thankfully uh -huh. it doesn't take as long as it did before so uh for like a average single family home it takes me about an hour and a half to two at most okay Okay. photograph it and then after that i you know lock up and then i head to the next one or i go home and edit uh before my next shoot okay oh before you go home and edit before your next shoot if i have the time yeah uh, depends if i have the time i guess agents want it 
a quick turnaround. Probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah, most agents, I think now expected the photos the next day. Okay. It was a very quick turnaround time. Right. Um, okay. I'm so sorry for like my ignorance. Um, <laughs> but okay. So w one and a half to two hours, like it seems long to me, but like, uh, is it, so like, I guess what I'm asking is, why does it take that long? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question. Um, because so what I pride myself on with my business, um, or just like mentality of, you know, how I started was I prefer quality. Mm. Uh, so I want quality to be part of my brand and part mm. of my business, right? So yeah. anything that does not meet a certain standard, if I'm not happy with it, I don't expect someone to pay for it, okay. you know? Um, so, I mean, just the way my technique and how I shoot, I mean, I use off camera flash and I photograph each house, like each room. Mm. Um, and then, so sometimes like if it's like a really big open concept house, like sometimes I'll take maybe like seven, 10, 13 shots of the same angle. Okay. But I just use the flash to pop up different areas of the room and then I put it all together in Photoshop. After. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so I really want to ask you about like your skills and stuff, but I feel like I should wait for later. <laughs> um, and so like uh, when you're doing like portraits and things like that and working with people, like is that very different for you than taking houses as far as like, um, like is one more challenging for you than the other? Uh, so I started in portrait. Okay. Uh, just because it's a lot easier to find someone to take pictures of mm. than be like, hey, can I take pictures of your house? Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. So, I mean, I would photograph my friends and stuff like that when I was first starting out. Um, but I think that they both have their own unique challenges mm. um, because you can't it's it's really hard. So what a lot of people, I guess, assume is that if you're a photographer, you can shoot everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, that is very much not true. Because like if you do portrait work, uh, you're probably you'll probably have a basic understanding of how light works, but you won't be a very good food photographer, you know, because the way you have to style food, the way you have to like present it and the stories you kind of have to tell, like it's just it's completely different because um, with a person, you can actually have them interact like the way their hair flows or just, you know, their you will sculpt their face and their body. But with food, I mean, you you have to make it look like someone wants to eat it you know but you can't have that same concept with the person right. it, would just, it would just be weird right you know <laughs> um but yeah but I mean so yeah they have their own unique challenges for sure like with mm. people I mean you, there's the whole like you have to really guide somebody through the whole shoot especially if they're not experienced and you just make them feel comfortable um and then there's certain skills and certain tricks that you do to help mm. like slim the face or accent the jawline or even the curves depending on the body type um but with homes it's completely different um mm -hmm. it's mostly about because everything is like angular you know because mm -hmm. the room just has four walls and then you got to try to make it look pretty mm -hmm. uh, so it's mostly about like angles and lighting and like what time of day do you shoot the house like how's the sun hitting and coming in through the windows like all that stuff interesting i really found it interesting when you were saying how one might think a photographer can shoot anything and do well 
Yeah. And I think I kind of think that without even realizing I think that. But it was interesting how you said that, yeah, you can't if you're not used to shooting a specific subject. And, oh, wow. I never thought about that food thing either. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... (laughs) There, so there are photographers that do do multiple genres. Sure. Um, I mean, you do. Like, you do multiple yeah, genres. Yeah. For sure. But it's almost like the same thing. It's like if you're good at everything, mm-hmm. then you're not great at Okay. I got gotcha. you. It's kind of like Yeah, that. no, I totally get it. Um, but it's also mad expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like because each genre needs its own kind of equipment. And so oh. it's expensive. You just do a lot, you know, so... I see. That makes complete sense. So, okay, I mean, like, you know, this these genres that you've kind of picked up on and are kind of maybe specializing in now, um, did you decide that? Like, this is what I'm going to do? Or, like, what was the, the choice that you made? Like, is it the money? I don't, like, you know, I'm so curious. No, absolutely. It was in the beginning. It was the money. Um, oh. Because when I was first starting out, um, yeah, when I was first starting out, I mean, I, I said yes to everything. Mm. So, I mean, I shot food, I shot portraits, I shot products, I shot real estate, I shot um, like everything that I could just mm-hmm. to get money and also experience to build up my portfolio. But then the more that I started doing certain kinds of work, I was like, yeah, I don't, that doesn't really interest me. I don't really like that. Um, like working with food, I don't, I'm not that type of person like mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. think in a way that like can really do well in food <laughs> photography like appreciate the art of the food itself maybe well i mean it's just like the amount of so like a lot of the commercials that you see or like the photos that you see like uh-huh. they have like toothpicks in there mm-hmm. they have certain sprays to make the lettuce look good and it's not water because like water will like cause the leaves to dry out faster and like there's certain like things that you so like it's just so detailed so magical that, yeah <laughs> it's so crazy and uh, so I was like yeah I am not I'm detailed but I'm not that detailed right right um, right but then the more I got into uh like portrait work and then real estate um the more I was like you know I want to up my game I want to become better I want to provide a better service to my clients that's when I was really interested and I found myself just like learning a lot on my own. And then that's just what I, what I settled on. I see. I see. Yeah, I um, so I did a little bit of homework, Eric, and I looked on your website and I, <laughs> um, I noticed a lot of like, um, like city shots as well, like of our city, Atlanta. Yes. Um, and you sell those photos And a little bird told me also named Edward's son who has been on the podcast. Um, I don't know if this is the same situation, but like he told me you have sold like one of your photos to a major hotel chain or something. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I did. Which I was very happy about. Um, Was it an Atlanta picture? It was. It was. Yeah. And uh, they're using it on like travel.com and like using a whole is part of a whole marketing campaign to help uh, the hospitality industry and encourage people to start traveling again that's crazy don't downplay that man <laughs> no i mean no yeah it was a big deal like when i when i got when i was holding the check i was like this is like i think i made it like, great. <laughs> no yeah for sure but okay so like how can do you, how did that even happen yeah so um so if you go on my instagram i mean all i post are just like cityscapes okay so, like aerial cityscapes of atlanta 
Um, shout out to Atlanta because I think it's the best city in the world. Yes, agreed. In my opinion. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just post cityscapes. And then um, I think last year, my goal was to hit a thousand followers. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to make it. I don't know this. That's not that big in the grand scheme of things. But I was like, I'm going to hit a thousand. And then so I hit the mark. And then uh, the marketing manager of that hotel chain uh, in Atlanta stumbled upon my Instagram and started following me. And then so she really started liking my photos. And then so she reached out and I was like, hey, this is who I work for. I'm interested in hiring you for work or even buying one of your prints for right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like, talk and see like what we, you know, what you want. And so, yeah, they picked a photo. They showed it to, she showed it to her, you know, board and they all loved my photos and they picked one. And then, yeah, that was that. That is super exciting. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It was, it was very surreal. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard work paid off. I feel like too. Cause you know, I would, it would, it's not for me it's like not by chance or anything like that and just knowing um seeing your work and knowing how hard i'm sure you've worked to get where you are today um yeah it's really it's really awesome like to, for you to be recognized in that capacity so cool no thank you yeah um so you know now i need to know like and i and i don't want to pretend like i know your life cuz i don't but it's you know, I know that you your intention was not always to be a photographer. Right. Um, so could you maybe take me back to like, I don't know, even high school? Like, how, how did this journey start and how did it end up here? Yeah. Um, so I had no idea what I wanted to do uh, in high school. Um, I mean, because I was not good in school. Um, I was not your you know, good Asian, <laughs> you know, like I, you know, I did not like school. I didn't go to school. Uh, I would skip school uh, and stuff like that. Um, but it was mostly just because I didn't learn well in that kind of environment. Mm. I didn't know what I wanted to do, uh, but I knew that, you know, I had to graduate. The next step was college. Um, and then in college, I wanted to get into music because mm. um, I just really loved I just, I just love music. Like I'm always listening to music. Um, and, but then my parents were like, no, you need something very mm -hmm. practical. Music is not, you know, like you can do music after you get this degree and then you can maybe study more and go back to school if you want to for that. Um, so I went to GPC, uh, which is now Georgia state. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I got an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> from there, from there. Um, and yeah, so I got a degree in business administration. Okay. Um, and I had no idea what that even meant. I was, I was gonna like, say, hey, what what is that? <laughs> yeah, I have no, I still have no idea, you know. Um, and but I just had the word business in it, and I was like, okay, that should be <laughs> make my parents happy. So I did that. I graduated, um, and then I tried to get more into the music industry. Mm. A little bit, I still really wanted to figure out how this music thing would work, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I was not really gifted in music, I would say. So, but, so then I got like a, a whole nine to five job um, at a database company. Um, and then just while I was working there, a few friends and I, we took a trip to Europe. 
-hmm. and then I was like man we're going to Europe this is my first international trip with my friends like it deserves a good camera it deserves good photos right because Europe is so beautiful and so when we got there uh I think we started in Paris and then we went to Barcelona and then Florence and other cities I bought a camera when I was in Paris and then from there I just kind of fell in love with it you know, I didn't even read the manual. I was just playing with it because mm. um, I'm one of those guys where I just don't read. I don't read instructions. Right. I just try to figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just fell in love with it. And then um, from there, like my friends would ask me like, hey, can you take pictures of, you know, my family? Can you take pictures of me? And so I was like, yeah, sure. So I would do that. And then people would start asking, like, hey, can I pay you to take pictures of me? And I was like, uh, yes, 100%. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, I'll be happy to, to take your money, you know. Um, and then so it kind of just took off from there. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then I quit my nine to five job because uh, it was just I was just completely like not happy mm. at all with where I was. It was like sucking my soul dry. I hated going to work every day. And so I just quit. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew that, you know, at the end of the day, I can always just either go back or find another job, mm. you know, like it wasn't that big of a deal, but I wanted to just quit and just try this photography thing and just see where it will go. Um, and then I'm here today, you know, so that's kind of how, how it worked. Yeah. Um, can I ask you uh, the timeline a little bit as far as like uh, age goes? Like, so you graduate, you find this data or you explored music for a little while. How long did you do that before finding that that job at the database place? Uh, so I was so I was working at Publix before the database okay. uh, company. And that was so I worked at Publix for like five years okay so all throughout high school um or actually I think junior year in high school all mm -hmm. the way to the end of college mm -hmm. then that's when I was doing the music thing as well on the okay side. at the same time I think. yeah okay. at the same time and mm -hmm. then I think two years into the database company that's when I quit mm. okay I don't remember how old I was okay but I think I was definitely like in my early 20s. Okay. Okay. So, um, can I ask you, you know, like the whole music thing? Like, so you wanted to be an artist or you wanted to be like a producer or both? Yeah. So I wanted to be an artist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess. I, so Edward talk. Oh, by the way, Edward is Eric's brother. Um, if you didn't know, he's been on the podcast and has shared his life story and how he's an amazing graphic designer now. Both creatives. Um, yes, yeah. Um, but Edward told me like he was inspired to do music because of you too. Um, yeah. So um, your pursuit of the music stuff, like you just so you said like you you weren't good enough or you you felt like you didn't have talent, but but you was, you were still passionate about it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so I love, so growing up, I was really into rap and hip hop. Okay. And um, just the storytelling of it, just the art of it and mm. also resistance of what hip hop, yeah. you know, um, and just like a conduit to really, um, stand up for yourself and find yourself, you know, mm. all of that stuff together. And I was really attracted to that. Cause I, I would say, that hip-hop music 
um, definitely helped shape me. It helped raise me, mm. you know? Um, and I mean, I was also really involved in like black culture and like black community growing up as well. Um, so it was just a lot of exposure, right? To that culture and then to that music. And so I, re- I was really drawn to that and also wanted to really inspire people. Mm. And I also really wanted to be able to um, just really be a voice for the people and also for the Asian American community. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and so that's, those things are still there. Like, yeah. The desire is still there, but the medium is now you know, different. Um, yeah. But was it hard to like, kind of say like, okay, just like let it go? Yeah. Uh, that was probably one of the hardest seasons of my life mm-hmm. um, because I gave... I mean, I feel like I gave so much of myself to try to uh, see where that would go. Um, And I mean, yeah, it was really devastating. You know, just for a long time, I was like really struggling and really uh, just like asking God, you know, so I'm a believer. So I was really asking God, I was like, why would you put me through this? You know, like I really like, you know, poured everything that I had into it and I was like and you're just gonna like see me do that and just leave me and I even told me like this wasn't you know Mm. what it was gonna be but looking back in hindsight um I think the things that I learned through that season helped me get to where I am today um yeah I mean because being a musician and trying to go through the music industry and like trying to quote make it in music uh, I think it's significantly more difficult than being a photographer. Right. No, I, I, I don't, I believe you completely. <laughs> I mean, just, just the way that I tell people now, I was like, people don't need more music, but people need photos, you know, like businesses need photos, but businesses right. don't need music. Right. You know, like when you go and you open Spotify or, you know, whatever streaming platform, I mean, you have thousands and millions of songs mm. you can just pick from. But to be a new artist to come out to give something that people feel like that they need, uh, I think is is extremely difficult. So shout out to all the musicians out there real, that, are doing yeah. it, that are doing it. Power to you. Um, believe in yourself and don't stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, I would imagine when you've something that you you've grown to love so much and like you said really transformed you throughout your younger years you know and to have to kind of be like hey you know maybe this is not um this was a good season but maybe this is it's time for a transition that maybe god's taking me somewhere else i think is very difficult to do and um a step that like takes a lot of maturity honestly if I'm completely honest about it. I feel like, you know, to realize, hey, you know, this was a great time. I learned a lot, but maybe God has something different. And um, that's really difficult and challenging. But thank you for sharing that with me because I feel like there might be some people listening, maybe feeling kind of the same, you know? For sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so uh, your photography business. So you said after your trip to Europe and people just thought you were awesome and wanted you to take their pictures. Um, uh, Like, and you you mentioned um, at the very beginning when we were chatting that 
uh, you kind of just took on everything in the beginning, right? To whatever people would hire you to do, you would do. But uh, my question is like, how do you even find the clientele? Like, how do you even start that? Right. No, that's a great question. Um, so that was a big struggling point um, mm-hmm. for me because, uh, well, since I quit my nine to five. So, you know, side note, mm. if you're going to go into photography and you're working a job, stay at your job <laughs> until you, uh, or, you know, if you hate your job, find another job until right. your, you know, your side hustle or your photography business or whatever that you're doing picks up enough revenue for you to, to quit. Um, Valuable insight. Thank yeah, you for that. And, you know, like it'll make your life a lot easier. Um, but the best, yeah. So, I mean, the hardest part was finding clients. Um, and then, but people, it was just mostly like word of mouth, you know, I like I would tell my friends like, Hey, I'm a photographer. Uh, like tell, tell your friends, you know? Uh, and then when I would work with somebody, like I would try to really network with them and network with the people that they know. Mm. Um, and then just meeting like really dope people, mm. uh, that would really just put you on, you mm. know? Um, especially if they liked your work. Like, I mean, I look back at my photos now and I'm like, I don't know why anybody, would <laughs> uh, you know, but I mean, people did because people, people generally did like them, mm. you know, uh, and then it just, it just went from there. But I think the biggest thing, I mean, I may be jumping ahead right now, but okay. I think the biggest um, filtering process mm-hmm. to become a freelancer is not necessarily how good you are, but how long you can last. Hmm. Um, and I'm saying, yeah, and I can, I mean, I can elaborate more, but like the more that you tell people that you do a certain thing, the more people, when they see you, they will think of that thing. Right. 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 So like when I started telling people when I, when I was first starting out, I was telling people I'm a photographer, but at that point I, you know, maybe I told like 30 people, only those 30 people in the world knew. You know, but as time progresses, those 30 people told more people and I'm telling more people. And so now just the number of people that know about me and what I do, it just increased. And just because of that, um, you know, more people will just start hitting me up, asking me to take pictures for them. Right, right. So um, that's that's commitment, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) no because like it's that's hard to do you know and kind of just trust the process that people you know like you have to network like that and I'm sure when you were starting I feel like Instagram and all that wasn't at the top of its game either so even social media wasn't what it is today um so man that's really tough I feel like yeah so I mean so back to what I said earlier about like trying to make it as a musician is significantly harder so one of the things that I learned as a musician, because I mean, as a musician, I mean, you literally put yourself out there because you're on stage, you know, you try to meet people, you really just, you know, put yourself out there. And like the hustle and the grind, at least for me and my experience was so much more difficult trying to network in that mm. industry that when I took that over into photography, like how aggressive that I had to be in music, I just took that over. And then like photography was just, I mean, it, it didn't feel any different, you know, because mm-hmm. that, that's where I was coming from. Right, and right. People actually, you know, were looking for photographers, mm-hmm. right? So then it was a lot easier for me to kind of connect with them. Uh, whether or not they liked my work and wanted to hire me was a different story, but just the fact that they had a need and I was able to meet their need, I think was a lot easier. Right, right, right. 
Um, so uh, my next question is, you know, you didn't go to school to be a photographer. Right. Um, so, you know, you are very gifted and talented and it seems as though you have a natural eye and and to do this kind of work but uh you also said you know you've you figured out lighting and how to do certain skills to make your pictures look the way they do now how does one who's never been to school for something like that um pick up these skills (laughs) yeah no that's a great question too um excuse me um youtube (laughs) Uh, yeah YouTube University. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because I'm completely self-taught, right? Mm. Um, And yeah, and so most of it was just trial and error. Trial and error, and then I I would watch people. I would watch YouTube videos. I would read articles. I would um, go down, like go to Barnes & Noble, Mm. or even when I'm shopping at the grocery store, I'll flip through magazines, and then I'll kind of see like their photos, and then... uh, try to study like how did they like this like how is the subject you know posing like all of this stuff so I would just study uh, and I would just learn as much as I could mm-hmm. and then um, yeah and then I would try it at home I would try it on myself I would try it on my friends I would try it on my family you know um, shout out to them because they had to put up with that right all the time um, but a big, yeah. I mean, mostly it's like just everything is online. You can you can learn it online. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, he said so like nonchalantly. Um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, my husband and I were just talking about this, and uh, actually, not just we just talk about it all the time because I think about Eli and Zoe, my my children, and. Um, they're very young. They're four and two. And I know they have a long way till they get to college. However, <laughs> however, like I'm a very like traditional person and it's just my part of my personality. I'm an only child. It's just, I think I just, my per, my per, personality is just very like, um, there needs to be structure, right? So sure. for me, the natural order of things, right, is like high school, college, and then you work, right? And not that my life was like that. It definitely wasn't. But I just, it's just what we're taught. And right. that's a, that's for a whole nother podcast, honestly, if I get on my soapbox <laughs> about structure and of all that. But um, all that to say, David, my husband, um, he's like, honey, like, you can learn anything and everything you want online for free like these days if Eli and Zoe find like they love something and they can learn everything online and then make a business and be successful why do we need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars now that's not to say to not go to college <laughs> boys and girls but but yeah I mean I what I'm my point is like yeah I think the internet is such a useful tool to have, you know, in this day and age. And, but, you know, yes, but I will say to that, just because you learn something, I, I feel doesn't mean you have a natural talent for it. For sure. For sure. There's, there's so many things that, that tie into it. And I'm also not encouraging people to not go to college, (laughs) go to school, get your education. It's super important. Um, But yeah, but I mean, it's not just that you can learn anything online. It's like, how do you learn? 
you know mm. like if you like because like there are some people that learn best yes. in a school environment yes. you know uh for me I struggled ever since I was little like I struggled in school because I just I can't learn in an environment where you're just sitting there for like 45 minutes listening to someone talk to you mm-hmm. you know like that's mm-hmm. just not the way that I learned like I need to be hands-on I need to like play around with it. I need to ask all these questions but then when you ask too many questions like you then get seen as like a troublemaker mm. something like that so for me I learn best as just trial and error mm. um, which has its pros and cons right um but for me yeah I mean so it really depends on how you learn and how you apply things I think is is a big part of it yeah no I love that I love what you just said I think that's completely true um and again, just having my own children knowing that firsthand that like, oh, Eli and Zoe, they are t- completely different people. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli enjoys reading books and Zoe's like can't even sit still for one for, you know, like a, a 30 seconds. So, um, yeah, and, and just seeing that in the early ages, realizing, oh, you know what? I'm sure the way they learn, whether it's in school or at church or whatever sports, like it's going to be so different um, because they're not the same. And so, yeah, I really like that point, Eric, that you made and um, being able to, I mean, cause me, I, I don't know if I could do the YouTube thing cause it would be difficult for me. I think, uh, I don't know why I don't, I don't know why, but I'm just more of like a book learner too. So um, that's really neat. So, I mean, in order to do these trial and error type of things, right, like you need equipment to do that. So like how how did you start the process of like buying the equipment? You mentioned earlier that it is expensive, like photography <laughs> equipment. Um, yeah, yeah, like did you what did you do? Um, so, I mean, when I worked at my nine to five, I mean, I had, I mean, I'm like, I was a single guy living with my parents. So I was able to like save up a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's just with that money, I was able to start buying things, but I would buy things, um, knowing that they had to be portable and versatile and what they could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, what I, what I did, I just saved up money and then I just started buying the things that I thought that I needed. And then I tried to master what I had before buying the next thing, you know? I see. Yeah, because I know a lot of photographers, probably a lot of, you know, musicians too. Like, they're like, oh, like, this is the best thing to have for this kind of gig. And so I need to save up, like, thousands of dollars to get this equipment to create this type of photo. But that's, I mean, to an extent, your equipment is important. But honestly, like, professional photographers they can recreate basically like a lot, most images just with very basic equipment, Mm. you know? Um, Yeah. Until, until you get like very specific in your niche, do I feel like you need very specific tools for your kind of shoots to create a certain thing? Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, I, I still go in with the same mentality of like the equipment that I buy, it needs to be versatile in terms of cover if, not all, most of what I do. If it's not, easy. then to me, it's not really worth the investment. Mm, that, I mean, yeah, that would make sense. Like, why would you buy something that you can use on one thing, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't need it. I mean, unless yeah, I need yeah. it, I'll just charge my client for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it won't come out of my pocket, but um, but that's but that's like if they want a very specific thing, mm, you know? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. 
Gotcha. Um, so at what point, you know, as far as like you started the photography stuff, like did you um, decide or I don't know, like when were you like, I'm going to make my own business like this is I'm going to make a actual business from this. Yeah. Oh, uh, so that I, I mean, when I did it, I just felt like that was the just next natural progression. Of I see. Next step. Okay. You know, because um, I mean, it just kept growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept growing and I was like, hey, I think I'm making enough money to where I should incorporate this, <laughs> you okay. know, yeah. like officially follow with the you know, Secretary of State and then um, make it a business and make it official. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like it's about time. And then I just took that took that leap. Now, when you started the business, um, were there any challenges for you? that you could recall oh the, yeah there's so many um <laughs> what are some just a few <laughs> well one we kind of touched on before is just finding clients sure you know? yeah but also the second one is um so i'm i'm an enneagram type one okay uh, i don't so know exactly I'm, what that means but okay so that means i'm a perfectionist oh, okay right? okay so self-doubt i think most of the struggles was internal for me um and also when I was starting out, so like, I didn't tell like my parents this, but when I was first starting out, like I was uh, staying at my friend's house and I was paying rent and all this stuff. And so I was kind of in a position to where I needed to figure this out or I would either not be able to pay rent or I wouldn't be able to eat. Mm. Um, and I did put myself in that situation because I could have just gotten a job, you know, but I chose to stick it out uh, because I was like, I need to figure this out. You know, so that was kind of my way of pushing myself to make sure that if I'm committed to this, I need to do this 100% and not have heartedly because if I know that there's a safety net, if it gets too tough, I'll just jump onto the safety net. And then, then I would live with the regret of like, what if? Mm, yeah. So that's kind of how that was a big struggle of just trying to figure out how to just pay for things. So that's, right. that's why I just grabbed everything that I could. Um, but then also figuring out like how much should I price, you know, how much should I charge clients? Um, like how do I meet new clients? How do I brand myself? Like how do I even start a business? You know, I mean, granted, I got like a business admin degree, but I didn't learn anything. <laughs> you know, like I, I just, about just that for a second. yeah, I mean, I just did it just to get a degree. Like I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, for me growing up, I went to Chinese school. Right. I just went to Chinese school, but I don't remember anything. Right, 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 right. Study to pass the test and then I forget everything the next day. Yes. You know, so it's kind of like that. So I was just really trying to figure out, okay, how do I like how do I create these spreadsheets? How do I mm-hmm. account for like profit and loss? How do I account for margins? How do I account for, you know, all this stuff? And like, am I good enough to charge this amount to cover my costs? Like right. good enough, like at all to even, you know like, do I feel like I'm good enough? And then always feeling like that I'm not good enough and then wrestling internally with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like a huge emotional roller coaster right. um, being a business owner or entrepreneur, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that was definitely a big struggle. Um, and it still lingers a little bit now, but sure. yeah, that was a huge struggle starting out. Um. Yeah, I mean, it seems extremely daunting and overwhelming. And that's why I asked, because I think what you decided to do, especially just a complete like career shift, and then 
um that that's always hard for me to like pricing like you know (laughs) pricing things like asking people for money um but um yeah again that's why I asked because I just wanted to hear a little bit of maybe the fears that you had um going into it and uh, like you admittedly said like even sometimes you still deal with today um but you know Eric, how how were you able to kind of get over some of these, uh, the self-doubt and fear? Like, was it a matter of just being like, okay, like, I got to do it? Because like you said, you have to eat and pay rent. Or was it, did you uh, have someone help you? Or were there other practical steps that you took? Yeah. Um, so there were, there were people along the way that definitely helped. Mm. Um, I mean, but... Yeah, there was there's a handful of, of people for sure that helped. Um but most of it was really I mean just learning, you know, being okay with learning and being okay with admitting that I don't know everything and that's okay. Mm. You know? Um and I think the posture of being humble enough to be able to admit that, yeah, I just need to learn and that I don't know everything. And I mean, even if you have a background in whatever you you choose to pursue, like still having the posture of like, there's always going to, there's always someone that is better. Right. Mm -hmm. So then how do I, how do I learn to improve myself Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that I'm the best that I can be for whoever I work with? Yeah. Um, And yeah, and so a lot of it was was trial and error. I mean, mm-hmm. because I learned the best through making mistakes. Yeah, um, yeah. Which which sucks when you make a really big yeah. mistake, <laughs> you know. But right. uh, a lot of it was like, okay, I tried this, it didn't work, so let me mm-hmm. try this, and then that worked, and then I just mm-hmm. kept kept going in that in the directions that that worked. Yeah, man. Um, were at any point during this, you know, you've brought up kind of in the beginning of. Uh, your start of college and stuff and even just pursuing music that your parents kind of had a little bit of their opinion and say um, like yeah so in doing I mean you're still creative you know Uh, you are making money now but but, um, like you know at the very genesis of it did your parents express any concern Uh, yeah they were very clear about how they felt uh, me quitting my nine to five. Uh, um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember that there'd be, you know, Asian parents, like there'd be comments of like, um, you're not going to make it or like, you know, stuff like that, where they're just, they're coming out of, they're speaking out of what I believe their own personal trauma, sure, right. Sure. Of being immigrants. And then of the whole survival mentality of like everything that they had to go through of just make trying to make it here mm-hmm. in the states and then you know of course they don't want their kids to go through that right of course. Um, so they're always telling you to go with the safe jobs of you know being a lawyer or a doctor or <laughs> going in it or you know whatever um and so yeah they were very vocal about that but then i think once i for for two reasons i think they kind of like their minds kind of changed was they saw how determined i was uh, cause then, you know, every time that you would see them, you know, I would see them, they'd be like, Oh, how's your photography business? And then mm-hmm. I would tell them, you know, honestly. And then I think just with them seeing like, Oh yeah, there's like good things are actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that eased their, you know, stress a little bit, their anxiety. Um, but also like I'm able to provide for myself, 
yeah you know through what i do and i think um with them speaking and like reacting the way that they do out of trauma that that them seeing that i'm actually okay pursuing this route mm-hmm. uh i think i mean they don't really they're like okay well you know he's fine like granted like it's still risky right sure. having your own business but he's actually eating off of what he's doing so <laughs> you know, what else can we ask for? Right. I mean, the only other thing would be like the standard of living, but if you're okay with your current standard of living, then I mean, there's really nothing else to say. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, at the end of the day, you're happy and healthy. So really what can they say? (laughs) Right. And I mean, I also like, I mean, I had to give myself a pep talk too, you know, because I feel like I was, Cause I really wrestled with this early on too. I was like, I feel like, like, am I letting my parents down mm. by going this route? You know, like everything that they sacrificed, I mean, they left their whole families uh, to come to a new country, like for me to have a better future. Like, am I letting them down? But then, you know, I realized I was like, but this is, but what I'm doing now is part of the reason of why, of what a better future means, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm able to go after, what I'm passionate about and I have the opportunity and I think that to me is like I mean they wanted me to have more opportunities to have a better life and if this is what a better life means to me then I feel like that I am honoring them by doing what I'm doing no yeah absolutely staying safe you know like so I think it is yeah so it is it's more is honoring than me just settling yeah absolutely Um, so that's yeah so that's kind of how I how I see it. That's awesome. I think that's uh a really good uh point that you made too about just um coming to that realization and also kind of even wrestling with with that thought. Yeah, cuz I mean we do, you know. I think all of us do. We really don't want to let our parents down because we love them and um but just kind of coming to that self-awareness, right? Like and reflecting, I think, is um, just an awesome point that you made. Um, Eric, you know, do you... Um, oh, I know. Sorry. It kind of slipped my mind. Sometimes <laughs> when people are talking, and I'm listening, I promise, but then a question will come to my head as they're talking. Right, and right, sometimes right. it slips my mind. But um, <laughs> all that to say... Um, yeah, like... Okay, you know, we've talked about the journey and where you are today. And, you know, you are, I would say, successful, right? You've, you've you. made it. Yeah. You know, you've, you've made it. Um, but, like, do you love it? Like, do you love taking pictures? Yes, most days. <laughs> most days. Okay, like, what do you love about it, though? Like, what? why do you like taking pictures? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's just the power of what a picture means you know um the power like just what a photo can do you know like i mean you capture a moment in time that lasts forever Mm. you know um and i mean just being able to be present in the like so for example i do like a family shoot right a family portrait session i mean the fact that i'm that i'm there with them like sharing these memories with them, sharing the experience with them, creating an experience for them, for them to be able to like laugh and feel uncomfortable, feel comfortable in front of the camera and like capture their funny moments or like their weird faces or like parents interacting with the kids. Like, 
the fact that I'm able to capture that, um, mm. and just be a part of their lives in that way, just means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, just, I think, so I'm really big on like photojournalism as well. That is more of a passion. I love it. I love photojournalism. Yeah, that's, that's a passion thing for me. And so, oh, wow. but um, what I really want to get to the point in doing in my career is to be able to create photo series and projects that speak into society, right? That speak truth and speak reality into, and just give faces, like humanize people. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, there are projects that, I mean, I have so many ideas that I just, I can't wait to like implement, but one is just really like going around the city and just taking pictures of displaced people and just be like having a face and sharing like what they look like. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, whether they're smiling, they're mad, they're upset, or they're sad, or whatever, just capturing the humanity mm-hmm. of who they are, I think, uh, speaks volumes more than just like when you're sitting at a light and someone is holding a cardboard sign mm-hmm. saying like they need that they're hungry, yeah. you know. But it's like it's it's creating art that stirs up an emotion and stirs up a reaction. Um, and I mean, another idea is just really talking about the immigrant experience, you know, and talking about the Asian American experience and what that has been like um, and what operating in this kind of society now, um, what it feels like and having, letting other people see the world through my eyes, through my lens, pun intended, um, to, for them to just, you know, understand our experiences better. And so just a lot of that, I think, gives me a lot of passion and like it's just something that I'm just really in love with yeah yeah so oh man I cannot wait to see those projects unfold one day I mean like as you're talking I'm like yes Eric this is it (laughs) like that's that's good you know and I think um part of it for me is just that sentiment of uh humanizing people right and also um invoking emotion through art and photography or like for me you know as um like like movies or video and things like that too like when you make somebody feel something then you're doing something right I feel as an artist right and so um as you're saying that I just it really resonates with me because I love that kind of stuff (laughs) I can't yeah, yeah, wait to see that unfold one day. Um, yeah. I'm sure you're like super slammed. Is that why have you haven't started? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of it, but also it's just, you know, I haven't really had the time to really think through all the details sure. either, or even found the right people that I want to collaborate with, oh. you know, to, to bring out these concepts, you know, because yeah. I mean, I had a one, so I had one that I wanted to do about mental health as well um but incorporate dancers um but the thing is i'm not a dancer so i don't know so i don't know anything about form i don't know anything about like what type of dance genre uh speaks to what kind of emotion or like what type of you know let's rewind a second (laughs) what do you mean like incorporate dancers like what what did you envision i mean so i mean just visually it'd be like a very dramatic portrait of this dancer multiple dancers like interpreting an emotion through dance and then just photographing them doing that um but then 
the, the questions that I have that I want to like be able to like bounce ideas off with and learn from someone else is like, what type of dance, like is it ballet? Is it hip hop dance? Is it swing? Is it, you know, whatever, like what incorporates a certain emotion in this type of lighting and this type of look that would communicate um, and bring awareness to that you know, mental health issue. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I'm not a dancer. So like, if like, you know, if, if a ballerina is not like her feet aren't pointed correctly, like I would not know. Right. Right. Then, right. If I were to share that everyone that knows something about that genre of dance would be more distracted by her form and like by how, or his, his or her form of dance, you know, like as it is then from the actual message the picture I see I see what you're saying right so <sighs> just finding people like that and just yeah you know, so it's just it's also just finding the right people to work with right right yeah. oh gosh that sounds really exciting I cannot wait <laughs> yeah no I've been I've been sitting on things for a minute but um but it, I mean all things have their time so yeah, well i'll pray that god will open doors yeah thank you yeah, that would be, yeah i, I, I can't you. wait to see all that um okay so i i wanted to ask you also um you know as a freelance photographer um what do you i think you kind of touched a little bit on everything um already but like I was going to ask what you hate the most or what you dislike the most or maybe the most challenging for you. And then also what you love the most about being a freelance photographer. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I dislike the most, uh-huh. uh, I wouldn't say I hate it. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's really anything about what I do that I really hate, uh-huh. except um, the growing pains, mm. I would say, of being a business owner and not necessarily mm. a photographer. Right. Um, but it's mostly, I think right now, the season that I'm in is that it's difficult. Like I'm trying to figure out how to reclaim my life back. Um, cause, uh, I'm working a lot, you know? Uh, and so you only have so many hours in a week. Uh, and every time that you're working, that's less time you have with everything else. So that's less time, you know, friends, family, you know, self-reflection, whatever, whatever you want to do, you know? Um, and so just having to be able to figure that out uh, and to be able to say no to certain things is I say yes to everything, mm-hmm. right? That's a struggle of mine. Um, but being able to really set boundaries, like healthy boundaries, um, I think is something that's just difficult lately, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going through that. But the part that I really love is not only just the photography aspect of it, but also the problem solving and the figuring things out um, and try to figure things out. Um, one of my, I don't know, so whoever's seen The Martian, um, there's, a, there's one quote in that movie uh, that really resonated with me when I watched it the first time that okay. I'll never forget. Um, and it's when, when Matt Damon, says well actually okay so the movie's been out long enough like if y'all haven't seen it uh i'm sorry there's gonna be a spoiler alert yeah it's, but... it's like i mean just it's a really old movie so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um but at the end he says something like if you solve enough problems you get to go home uh and for I me remember. yeah and so for me when i heard that i was like yo that is truth mm-hmm. uh so with 
my business is like if I get to solve if I solve enough problems correctly then what home means for me is that then I get to I I make it mm-hmm. you know and whatever making it means for you mm-hmm. um so that's like part of the process it's like if I get to solve these you know then yeah then I'm good but if not then that's kind of the determining factor yeah yeah man I just feel like Eric through your story you um have grit (laughs) no thank you like you've worked really hard and I it's a testament right like you can't just hope something will fall in your lap or you know and I'm not saying people do that, but I am saying that it's easier said than done, right? And you, I think a lot of people are waiting for the next best thing sometimes, and it's not coming. But you have to kind of reflect and say, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And to what you just said, you know, am I fixing the problems that need to be fixed to be where I need to be today? And um, yeah, man, I really love that. It's really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that ties into a little bit about what I said that you know, I made a comment before in passing of like, you don't necessarily have to be great at what you do. You just have to last. Mm. Um, and I think just to elaborate on that. Yes. Uh, in my experience. So in my my experience as a, you know, on this journey is that the process of trying to run your own business is can be so difficult that I feel like most people give up um because of how difficult it is not necessarily because they're bad at the craft you know there could be people that are significantly better than me at the craft but in terms of trying to run a business and figuring things out that in and of itself weeds enough it just weeds people out Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. because it's so hard so when you get so if you last like let's you know if you last like three years then you've already made it further than some people and so the Mm -hmm. pool of photographers is smaller and then you five years, it's smaller, 10 years, and so on and so forth. And you're also progressing. So then, you know, that's, that's kind of what I mean by that. I'm not saying that you can be a great photographer and suck, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like you have to be good at what you do for sure. But mm-hmm. um, I think the biggest determining factor of like your longevity and whatever you choose to pursue is just how long you can last in you know, whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, um, you know, I usually ask people before um, our time together ends, um, if they have any advice, you know, for for somebody that is thinking about photography or pursuing it or um, because, you know, actually, I feel like uh, there was a period of time, you know, during our college years where photography was a lot more um sorry accessible and like you know you said you got a camera too um to go to Europe and I feel like um so I went to school for a couple years um in California where things are really trendy and (laughs) um you know it was like kind of like a trend you know to be like a good photographer right right I remember you know and this is like something that's like a, a hobby that is not difficult to pick up I feel but, you know, like maybe there are people that are thinking, hey, like maybe I have a knack for this um, and maybe I'll pursue it. Like, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, would, I would love to talk to you, you know, if you're an aspiring photographer. Um, but one thing, I mean, yeah, I mean, figure out 
uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm. Uh, I would say that, especially as, um, or whoever's listening to this, but, you know, in particular, like Asian Americans, I feel like, um, yes, we are not always afforded uh, mistakes. You know, um, we always have to be on point. We always have to be, you know, uh, the golden child, right? Like the child that our parents can kind of brag about, you know, but I think what's healthy is that you're able to make mistakes and give yourself the grace to do so. Mm. You know, that if you try something out, it doesn't work. It's not the end of the world. You know, like you can try again um, and then you'll go further the next time that you try again. But if you try it and you're like, oh yeah, this is not actually what I want, then that's, then you know, then you figure that out and mm-hmm. you move on to the next thing and and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but know like know like why you get into like why are you doing what you're doing? Because that alone, I think, if it's strong enough, you know, it will hold you throughout your whole journey. Mm. You know, like for me, when I lose sight of why I'm doing this because I'm so busy or like clients are always like hitting me up like hey where are my photos or like things just get so busy it's like okay I I need to just take a step back and take take a breath and be like why did I get into this Mm. and that's to you know tell stories and to create dialogue and to bring impact Mm. you know and so whatever that looks like for you and whatever the reason is for you that alone will anchor you through whatever weather that you go through because you will go through storms but that anchor will will make sure that you you stay there so yeah that's really sound advice i feel like well with the first piece you know the mis- um don't be afraid to make mistakes um actually i think that's like probably the top advice that's been given on the podcast like by a Uh-oh. lot of the guests you're welcome no I'm just no, no i mean like and i think it's interesting, right? Because that that people feel the need to tell people that. Um, in the sense of, I think in the Asian, like you mentioned before, the Asian American culture and the way a lot of us were raised, I think you're right. You know, and I have to tell myself, I'm a perfectionist too. Um, and um, I, as much as I want to break that, right? Like I see myself almost instilling it in my four-year-old and my two-year-old already you know and I and I so badly want them it's okay like just try it if it's not perfect it's fine you know and but but there's still this small tendency in me that's like just kind of innate you know (laughs) but but to you know for you for someone like you or any of my other guests to just give us permission you know, give us permission. It's okay. I think it just speaks volumes. So thank you so much, Eric. Um, was there anything else that you kind of wanted to share about your story or your business or anything at all that I missed? Uh, no, I mean, you asked amazing questions. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. But I mean, yeah, but I'm serious, though. If anybody that's that listens to this that really wants to just connect and just ask me questions. I mean, I'm not calling myself a trailblazer, but I'll do all that I can to help you get to where I am and hopefully even surpass where I am. So, yeah, I appreciate that, Eric. Um, you know, guys, the purpose of this podcast is not only to like give you resources, but uh, just kind of break that barrier of fear of the unknown. And I think um, Eric is somebody here that 
just from hearing his story and um, kind of learning more about who he is, um, is definitely a a great way to even just expose yourself to the world of photography, right? You could hate it, but how do you know, you know, unless you talk to someone? And um, Eric, I, sorry to put you on the spot, but would you be like um, open to even maybe someone shadowing you or like kind of following you around? Because I feel like that's, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about that. Like if someone wanted to follow me on a shoot, um, yeah, more than, I mean, they can definitely be an assistant. They can definitely be very hands-on. I mean, with anyone that I, you know, shadows me, I usually ask the best way that they learn. Mm, And I try to, you know, accommodate that. So. Awesome. Well, Eric, thank you so much again. I really appreciate your time. No, thank you for having me. This was, it was, it was a pleasure. Absolutely. So, hey, guys, if you um, have any comments about our episode today or if you'd like me to connect you with Eric, please, please feel re- feel uh, excuse me, feel free to reach out um, through social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Thanks again, Eric. Thanks, guys, for listening.